0: She spent the last 20 years doing marketing for virtually every type of business. Businesses like Coca Cola, NBC, Kaiser Permanente, US Bank, Disney, Verizon, and more. But let's face it, not everyone has the resources of these big guys. So she's on a mission to translate and apply big marketing strategies and tactics to businesses of any size. She wants to show you that you can be an expert marketer. Join her and follow along as she shares the secrets of how to market so well that customers. Want to throw money at you. Her name is Ginger Zumeda and welcome to the Usable Marketing Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Usable Marketing Podcast. I'm Ginger Zumeda and in this podcast that you're going to hear coming up, it's a little bit of a reflection on a quote that I read of Dan Kennedy's that is, a change agent can only affect change with change makers is a great podcast. So I want you to go into it thinking about, am I the change agent? Am I the change maker? Am I uh, the change agent and the change maker at different times in different situations? But I know you're going to love this and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, I have a question for you. Does your audience know what to hope for? Have you told them what to hope for? What's at the other end of the rainbow when they use your product or service? I was we were working um, yesterday in my masterclass and, you know, the students in the masterclass were actually starting to work on um, their brand promise, right? And, and their irresistible offer. And it's, it's interesting because what a lot of us do is we really, really complicate these things um, when it can be really simple. And, and part of it, I think a, a little device that might help you think about how do I condense my, my value proposition or my brand promise um, is just asking yourself, have you told your audience what to hope for? What should they hope for? I want to give you like a great example. Uh, Hopefully you remember this, but back in the day, uh, men's warehouse, there was the guy with the beard, George Zimmer. I just looked it up men's warehouse, but he had the most incredible brand promise that was also an irresistible offer. He said, you're gonna like the way you look. And then he, he put the cherry on top and said, I guarantee it. And think about that. Isn't that really what his audience wanted? To like the way they look? And to add in a guarantee is pretty amazing. And so I want you to think about, you know, just remember, have you given your audience a clear idea of what to hope for and what they can hope for using your, your, um, your product or service? And so I have this little sort of thought experiment, another little exercise for you if you want to play along with me, which is really just five questions. And I want you to think about them in terms of before and after. So currently whoever you're talking to, your prospect, where they are right now, what do they have now, right? Number two, what are they feeling now? Number three, and I'm going to walk you through an example when I kind of go through these that I was sort of tooling around with. What's an average day look like for them? Number four, what is their status now? I like to give them sort of a label because um, it just kind of crystallizes things a little bit more. And then finally, what is their broken world, right? We talk a lot about the hero's journey um, in, in the master class and in our captivate sprints and how your prospect is your hero. And the hero usually goes from a broken world to a whole world. They go through a transformation. And, and people do that with products and services as well. So in the beginning, it's like, what is the broken world to look like? And then we're going to come back and ask ourselves the, five, the same five questions, After they experience my product or my service, what do they have then? What do they have after, right? So we're doing before and after. What do they have after? What are they feeling after? What does an average day look like after? What is their status? If we can give them a label, we want to do that. And what does the whole world look like? And so I was thinking about, I use services a lot. And one of my students reminded me that I don't use... Um, enough products, but I also don't um, use some some of the harder things to do. And so, one of my former masterclass students it works for a nonprofit, right? And she relies on donors in order to help take kids off the streets in Kathmandu. By the way, that's called HappyChildren.org. I'll put a link if you're interested in it. Great organization. Um, that uh, you should check out. But here's the thing, part of her challenge is she relies on donors, right? And and that's tricky when you're trying to, to compel people from across the world to get involved and to write a check basically to your nonprofit. And I've worked for nonprofits before, and trust me, I know this is really hard. This is why they bring on professional grant writers and a bunch of other stuff. So, but if, let's just pretend that we're talking about a nonprofit, and our segment that we're going after, because you always have to know who your hero is. So, in our um, in our example right now, we're talking about a hero that is a donor. This is someone who who cares about issues and puts money behind those issues, right? And so, let's let's go through the little thought experiment on, on, on this because it's one of the harder ones. And so, what what do they have right now? What does a donor have right now with their charities? Well, what they might have right now is mostly receipts, right? Like I have receipts that that prove that I donated to this charity and that I'm going to be able to use it tax time to prove it and get a write-off or whatever that is. They may not have a lot of involvement. So what what do they have now? They might mostly have receipts, right? What are they feeling? Well, they could feel disconnected, not entirely connected, not knowing what their money did. Maybe they're not actually feeling their impact and they're kind of, frustrated because they see things happening all the time and they don't know how much their money is, is actually contributing to, to solving the problem. So what's an average day like for them? Well, the way a donor might feel on an average day is that, gosh, there are so many things that um, could be better, right? And really kind of feeling like, how do I decide where to put my money? I, I, can't, I can't contribute to everything, Right, but but how do I put my money in the place where I can where I can you know have the have the most impact? So that might be sort of what an average day is like: is them just seeing all of the need, right? Um, what is their status? If we gave them a label, I think right now it'd probably be like, I'm a donor, I'm a check writer, I'm the money tree. You want to be you want to be a little bit playful with this because I want it helps you kind of think about what they might be feeling if you can give them a label, right? And then finally, what's the broken world? Well, the broken world for the, for the donor in this stage is that, you know, it's hard to feel like I'm making a difference, right? And we're not talking about major, like hundreds of thousands of philanthropic donors. We're talking about donors who maybe write checks for hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars, right? So then we want to go through the exercise and, and think through, well, what would it look like after? What do they want? The reason this is such a great exercise is if you just go through and say, okay, what do things look like right now, right? What do they have? What do they feel? What's an average day look like? You know, what, what is their status and what is the broken world? It starts to give you a clue as to what that sort of whole world would look like and what would be appealing to them. So if we took the opposite of the things that we talked about, we say, what do they have now? What if they had a personalized video? Of, uh, they got a video like, hey, thanks for your donation. This is what we're going to do with it, right? So then how might they feel if they got something like that? They feel more connected to the impact that they're having. It also would have more of a story to tell. So it's become part of their story, which is really cool. What would an average day look like for them now? Well, maybe they, they get the feeling that like, hey, I actually donate to charities that are on it. I'm making an impact about things I care about and I, even, and I can do it in a distance and I can even have, have an opinion if I'm engaged by that charity on like where we put the next money. Maybe there's a, a more of an engagement factor that they want, right? So what's their status? What kind of label might we give them if we're looking at them in the future or after they've engaged with this type of charity? And it might be that they're a meaningful collaborator. Right? I mean, that's basically what folks want to be able to do. Is if I'm if I'm giving money, it means I care about this. I would like to see some change there. And then finally, what does the whole world or the complete world look like that's not broken? It's that my donation makes a difference. And so we can use this little exercise, our kind of before and after exercise, to try to get to: well, what should we be telling them to hope for? And in this case, you know, basically I was like, they should hope to want to see the change that their donation makes, right? And so I don't have something as catchy as you're gonna like the way you look, I guarantee it, but it might be you're gonna see the change your donation makes, I guarantee it, or something along those lines. So anyway, this is just a a, a little exercise. I find that the before and after exercise so powerful. In fact, I use it a lot when I'm about to go and start writing new messaging, right? When I'm going to create new messaging architecture and I really want to get empathetic, right? We talk constantly about having empathy for your prospects, for your hero. You know, this is a great exercise to do that. So I hope this helps. This is awesome. By the way, if you're interested in the masterclass, you should go check out, I'm trying to TMC Mastery. I was trying to remember the the domain name, tmcmastery.com. Um, and we also have a great sprint called the Captivate Sprint, where we actually do a, a two workshop experience with you and your company to try to create more compelling messages so that you can bring those prospects in so they can understand that you're there really to serve them and so that they come running for your offer because you've gotten it really tight. So anyway, that's what I have for today and I will see you next time. Hey, do you want to learn what it takes to create a world-class marketing strategy? The Marketing Canvas is a step-by-step process used by growth-minded companies worldwide. You can use the Canvas to holistically design and implement a new marketing strategy or to analyze and update an existing one. The Marketing Canvas is the must-have framework for when you know you need to move your company's marketing forward. You also know you need a new approach. It's simple to learn and it's powerful when applied. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So go download the Marketing Canvas. You can get it at freemarketingcanvas.com. Again, absolutely free. Just go to freemarketingcanvas.com and I know you're going to love it. You've just listened to the Usable Marketing Podcast with me, Ginger Zumeda. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, watch it on YouTube, and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash HQ to stay up to date with the marketing strategies and tactics that will make you an expert marketer. See you next time.